Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Who's ready for the preaching of the word? Acts chapter 9, verse 1, the amazing moment that we read about in Scripture. It says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. I want you to remember that word around. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days, he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. I want to preach a message this morning, part two of our series, Proximity, with this title, Up Close and Personal. Up Close and Personal. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to come underneath your word, Lord. Thank you that it's going to speak life into people, God. Father, thank you as we open up our hearts, Father, to receive that right now, Father, as we hear your word, Lord, that you speak to us, that you want to deposit something into us, Lord. Father, we're crazy enough to believe, Father, that you still want to communicate with us, that you want to speak to us, you want to say things to us, Lord. And Father, I just pray that you would do that right now. Holy Spirit, I pray right now you would minister your people, that you would deposit, that you would speak, that you would say things, that you would would whisper the goodness of God into into our hearts and into our spirits. So Father, we thank you for that, Lord. We pray for everything you're doing in our midst, God. Thank you that you are the way maker. And Father, we pray right now for colonial kids, Lord, as they're learning and they're growing and they're becoming. Father, that you are doing something mighty in their lives. Father, we pray for seeds of faith to be deposited today. In Jesus' name, we all said together. Proximity. Being close to God. Drawing near to God. Psalm 73, verse 27. It says, Behold, for those who are far from you, think of distance, far away, will perish. But in verse 28, it says, the psalmist says, but for me, but for me. I love that the psalmist makes it personal. But for me. And I just love that it says that. Because for all of us, we can all have the same testimony. We can all have the same declaration in our own lives, but for me. Yeah, the world might be going to hell in a handbasket, but for me. Yeah, my friends might be partying, 
making all kinds of decisions. Yeah, there might be people in my world that are kind of just losing it, going their own way, giving in to their own desires, doing their own thing. But for me, but for me, what does it say? But for me, it is good to be near God, near God, in close proximity to God. It says, I have made the Lord God my refuge, my safe place, my strong tower, the place where I go to, the place where I get up close to, for what? Protection, for healing, for blessing, for goodness, for, for grace, for favor, for mercy. Proximity, drawing close, the Hebrew, the Greek. It means to come up close to, to be in close proximity. I talked about it last week. Near and far, the opportunity that's there. I wonder how you see close proximity to God. Is God kind of like this distant being from you? Like it's kind of like there's all these different levels. Think about like, you know, these, these 10 or 15 different levels you've got to pass through to get close to God. You know, there once was a time when there was distance from God. But because of the cross, because of the resurrection power that now lives in you and now lives in me, when we confess our faith in Jesus, all of a sudden there is no more distance. We're up close. And for you, it can be personal today in Jesus' name. So what does this mean? The proximity, last week I talked about how proximity is possible, how proximity is actually an invitation, but it's not just an invitation, it's an invitation that comes with a promise. James chapter 4, what does it say? It says, as we draw near to God, it says, James says, draw near to God and what? He draws near to you. It's an invitation that we can take up, but embedded in the invitation, praise God today, that is actually a promise that comes with it. God says, I will draw near to you. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you without. I'm not going to leave you with a feeling of emptiness. Quite the opposite. I'm going to fill you up. I'm going to get close. Close enough to be able to, to whisper. Close enough to be able to kiss. But it got me thinking on uh, part two of this series. I really wanted to dive into this this morning. But if we get this proximity, what does proximity produce in our lives? What does proximity give us in our lives? And I thought about this. That scientific phenomenon, I guess, is what you call it, or truth, reality, called osmosis. Anyone remember science class, biology class? In fact, biology was the worst of all my grades. Absolute worst. In fact, it caused problems for me trying to just graduate from high school. I hated biology so much. But I do remember osmosis. Don't know why. <laughs> But osmosis has kind of got the biological definition, but there's also, it's pretty cool, there's like a relational definition. People use it uh, hand in hand. The biological, the scientific, is the process by which molecules of a solvent tend to pass through the semi-permeable membrane. Did you get that? Because I didn't. Basically, water transferring from one side of the membrane to the other. Osmosis is passive transport, meaning it does not require energy to be applied. If you think about the re relational definition, listen to this. It's the process of gradual or unconscious assimilation of ideas of knowledge. A gradual or unconscious assimilation. That as these two areas are close to each other, 
There's a process that happens called osmosis. One becomes like the other. They come together. They become the same. You know, it's exactly the same in our relationships as we get close. As we get close, there's this amazing transfer that happens. On one side, you have one person's ideas, context, thoughts, uh, strategies, doctrine, theology, whatever. You take that and then you get someone nice and close up to them. And all of a sudden, over time, because of what? Proximity. There's a transfer that takes place. There's a... In the definition, it calls it assimilation, but it causes this similarity to take place, this amazing tether to form. But this is what happens in our relationships. You ever spend so much time around a person that you begin to finish their sentences for them? You get to know them so well, you know what they're literally about to say. After 13 years of marriage with my wife, I know there are times it freaks me out sometimes. She knows exactly what I'm thinking. And what I'm about to say. But it's this relational proximity that has caused that. That's caused me to understand and to, to get it on a deeper level, to hear and to, 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 to preempt what's about to take place. It's this beautiful thing that proximity gives us in life when we're close to someone, there's a tether that forms. What about friendships? You know, so sometimes with friendships, the closer you are, the more it seems like, man, it's, it's like you're my family. I know I have actual family because of a bloodline, but it's almost like I'm so close to this person, they feel like family. The Bible talks about that. It's in Proverbs 27. Let me read it to you in verse 10. It says, do not forsake your friend or your father's friend and do not go to your brother's house in the day of calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother that is far away. Proximity has caused that. Proximity has made that happen. There's something about proximity that it produces something in our lives. It produces this goodness. It produces this, this like, man, it's just like a, a connection I now have. And yeah, that's exactly what God wants you to have. Because of proximity to Him, He wants you to have this connection that is just simply undeniable. Deniable to the extent where you're like, I just don't necessarily understand everything, but I know I feel connected to God. Like I know I'm in connection with God. And how does that happen? You know, that doesn't happen on accident. It happens because of proximity. And proximity in your life and my life can absolutely be a real thing. But without proximity, there's no transfer Without proximity, there's no up close and personal. You can be educated about God, but that doesn't mean you know God. You can go to school and hear a great religion class and understand. I remember at school, and, you know, we, it was a traditional school, and we had, I remember I did studies of religion. And I was interested. It's like, oh, great. Go around the world and understand different religions and all that sort of stuff. It didn't mean that I knew God. <laughs> doesn't mean that I know anything apart from what's in the book. I don't know a person and proximity causes us to know a person. See, there's a great transfer that takes place when we get in proximity with God. God brings us close, but we're not close just to be close. We're up, we're up close and we're personal and it's beautiful. In fact, it's what the New Testament calls in. 
Have you ever thought about this? Like now that you're a Christian, you're like, you're in. Like in. You're not out. You're in. You know, like you could be outside, but you're not outside. You're in. Like, you know, you want to be part of something, and it's like, yeah, man, I, I, I want to get in on that. I want to get in on that. Well, i got good news today, because you are in on that. Yeah. Romans 6 and verse 11 says, Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Ephesians 2 and verse 10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand so we could walk in them. Yeah. Proximity. We're in. We're not out. We're in. And it's awesome. So I want to talk about what proximity produces. And I want to look at Acts chapter 9 because this is like, this is a moment right now. This is a guy who has all the pedigree, all the status, all the, all the, the standing in the world's eyes, in the Jewish eyes, in the Roman eyes, it's got, it's got everything. And there's this amazing encounter of proximity that takes place. But it produces something. There's this transfer. There's this closeness that happens. And I believe if we lean into the text, we're going to see a couple of things. But what does proximity produce? Number one, I want you to write this down. Proximity produces light. In your life and in my life, proximity, it produces something. What does it produce? One of the things it produces is it produces light in us. Look at what it says in verse 3. Now as he went away, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. Shone around him. See, drawing into close proximity with God is an all-encompassing thing. It's an all-encompassing thing. It captures everything. When you draw near to God, he draws near to you, but it's not an incomplete thing because God doesn't just touch your arm. He doesn't just shine a light on your, on your head. He doesn't just shine a light on your pinky. Yeah. You see, God is God. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows the steering wheel of our lives, and that is our hearts. When you draw near to God, He draws near to you, but it is all-encompassing light. It comes into your life, and Paul here gets a serious visitation from Jesus. Like this is a serious, knocks him down, he's on the ground, moment. But notice the language, it says, suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. Around him. Not at him, not part of him, not on him, but around him. I'd love it if you could write this down this morning. You might be able to think about this this week as it relates to your life. But proximity produces a light that shines in and through me. My proximity to God, to Jesus, produces a light that shines in, but through me. It's all-encompassing. So much so that now we can't deny the light. And this is exactly what happens to Paul. You know, this encounter, this conversion moment, it's mentioned three times in the book of Acts. It's mentioned in uh, the one we're in right now, chapter 9, but also chapter 22 and 26. Three times in the book of Acts, this moment is described as all-encompassing. This light that comes into Paul's life, this light moment, this proximity moment produces a light in him that means the world will never be the same. Let me show it to you in Acts 26. 
says, uh, this is Jesus speaking to Paul. He, he's recounting it. Says, but Jesus said, but rise and stand to your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen in me. You have seen me and those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you, to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. You see, once you have close proximity and you continue in that close proximity, there is a light that cannot be put out. It cannot be put out in your life. It produces light. It produces a light in you. You ever meet someone that just recently got saved? And I remember because this is what I was like when I first got saved. It's just like I had this joy beaming inside of me. Everywhere I went, even though my circumstances kind of weren't that great at the time, God just took a wrecking ball through my life after I got saved. I'm like, God, I thought things were supposed to get better. He's like, I'm going to level your life out and we're going to rebuild together. But proximity produces light. So no matter what's going on in my life, it produced this light. Where Everywhere I went, I'm like, man, I'm just so happy. I'm full of light. My proximity to God has produced this beaming light and I can't put it out. Proximity, it produces light. You know, light is loud. When you think about it, you go into a room and you put a light on. Literally yesterday, I was with my father-in-law. We were putting a new light in my laundry. It had been dark in there for probably three months. It's driving my mother-in-law crazy. So just change the light. And we did, and it was amazing. We turned on that light. I mean, light is loud. It just goes through a space. It goes through every area of a room, every corner, every part of the floor, every part of the roof. If you turn a light on in a room, it just it's all-encompassing. It goes everywhere. And it's the same with the light that's in you and me. You know, we are light carriers in this world. And the light that shines the brightest in our world is that. Light when we are in close proximity to God. That's when it shines the loudest, shines the brightest in you and in me. I feel like this is good preaching today. (laughs) Number one, proximity produces light. Number two, proximity produces clarity. Produces clarity. Verse four, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Look at Paul's response. He said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. See, Jesus, he doesn't tell a parable. He doesn't make it mysterious. It's direct, but it's clarifying. See, the proximity to God that produces clarity for Paul. Proximity to God produces clarity for me. God will always show you more of himself when you get in close to him. I wonder today, if you knew, or if you know, if you really understood today that God actually wants to reveal more of himself to you, but he will only do it when you come close. He will only do it when you abandon in worship and get close to him in his presence. He will only do it in the quiet place where you say, no, free of distraction, Lord, I need you. And it's there that he says, okay, here I am. Here's more of me. 
He's more of my revelation. He's more of my goodness. He's more of my grace. He's more of my favor. Right here. In proximity. In Jesus' name. I just love that Paul says, who are you? Who are you, Lord? And Jesus says, I am Jesus. <laughs> Clarity. No question marks there. He just told you. It's Jesus. In close proximity, God reveals who he is to you. He reveals to you that he says, I'm a father. He says, I'm your king. He says, I'm your strong tower. In close proximity, he reminds you, I'm your helper. I'm your healer. I'm your best friend. In close proximity, he reminds us, I'm all you need. Proximity brings clarity. It clears things up. It clears things up for you. But look at the clarity that Paul gets with his actual sight in verse 7. It says, The men who were traveling with him, they stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. They couldn't see anything. But Saul rose from the ground. Although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And that's the direct reference in the Old Testament to the way God led the people of Egypt out of Egypt into um, freedom by the hand. And for three days, it says, he was without sight, neither ate nor drank. So he heard the voice, but, they, but saw no one. His eyes were open, but he saw nothing. He was without sight. He seriously needed clarity. He needed clarity. And in verse 18, in the house of Ananias, says, immediately something like scales fell from his eyes. And he regained his sight. Clarity came. His mission was formed. He knew what to do. Can I, I wonder today, how's your clarity? How's your clarity? Do you have clarity? Have you ever felt like you lacked clarity? You didn't know what your mission was. You didn't know what you were supposed to do. You felt like, oh, I'm just a little bit on the fence with this. I don't know. Can I just encourage you? The answer is not to, to, to try to figure out in your own logic or try to get better thinking for you or to, to I don't know, do 20 push-ups. That's not going to help. The only thing that will help is to get in close proximity to Jesus because it's when we have close proximity to Jesus, we get clarity. We understand what we're supposed to do. We hear his voice and we get on mission and we can move forward knowing full well he's called us to that very thing. But I wonder if you need clarity. Do you have questions for God? You know, it's okay. Have questions. Only problem comes when we take those questions somewhere else. God wants us to take those questions to Him. To get in His presence and say, Lord, why is this happening? What have I done wrong? What's all this about? Speak to me. Have thoughts about God you don't know what to do with. Draw close in proximity. He'll give you clarity. You have doubts on whether he can do it. I believe it's through drawing close into greater proximity that a clarity comes like never before. Did you know that you could bring God clarity to other people? Did you know that you could, you could actually give clarity about God to someone else? Well, who's Jesus? He's Lord. What's all this church stuff about? Church is a family. We can clarify things for people. We can bring clarity about God to other people. It's powerful. When we have proximity to God, this closeness to Jesus, all of a sudden, you know, other people, they benefit from that. 
You have something rising. You have a clarity about a word. You have a clarity about the Bible. You understand certain things. That clarity can be God clarity for other people. People wondering if they, know, they need to know Jesus. Your clarity about Jesus can absolutely answer them right where they're at. Proximity, it brings clarity. And it produces it in our lives. So number two, produces clarity. And number three, it produces faith. Proximity to God, it produces faith. So the light has shone all around. Clarity has come to Saul. But it produces faith. Let's keep going here in verse 10 of Acts chapter 9. It says, Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. By the way, this, this dude is the most underrated dude in Scripture, by the way. If you read this, like the, the, the amount of faith that this guy had to have, the clarity, the assurance that God had said to do what he was... It's just amazing. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas... For a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. And he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard many from many about this man. How much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And there he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine. To carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him much how he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed. I love that. Verse 17. All right, well, I'm just going to go. Here I go. You told me to do it. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul. I love that. I love it. Brother Saul. One moment he's killing people just like me. The next moment, I'm welcoming you into the family. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized and taking food, he was strengthened. See, proximity, it produces faith. Produce faith for Ananias. To go and do what he needed to do. Proximity to Jesus that produced a faith in Paul that meant he knew he knew he needed to go and do what he was called to do. Wrote the majority of the New Testament, which by the way is more than you and I wrote. Produced faith. Faith rose up. I mean, I, I just I, I get lost in this scripture thinking about the apostle Paul. Educated from the tribe of Gen, uh, Benjamin, Roman citizen, elite, probably wealthy, everything, well ahead of his peers, down in the dirt, having a moment of proximity with Jesus. Wow. And it produced things in him. I'm not saying that any of us are the Apostle Paul, say he's the greatest apostle that ever lived, but what if we got in close proximity to Jesus? What would that produce in your life? What would that produce in my life? Would it produce the light? Would it produce the clarity? Would it ultimately produce the type of faith that changes everything? See, it changed everything for you and for me when Paul, he got up. Faith rose up. He was baptized. He was filled with the Spirit. Faith was now his new lens. 
Paul was different. The scales, it says, like scales fell off his eyes. And it was like the eyes of faith were given to him. And he moved forward. The old eyes were gone. The new eyes of faith had come and it changed. Listen to me, friend. It changed the trajectory of the world. Changed everything. Everything we have. We have through Paul mostly in our Bibles, in the New Testament. Changed everything. Planting churches, raising up leaders and growing disciples and literally changing the the spiritual landscape of the known world. What produced all that proximity to Jesus? Changed everything. In verse 15, it says, he says, go. For he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. You know, when you go to work, you're sent by God to carry his name. You go into your, your world every single day. Maybe you're a career person. You go into that world sent by God carrying his name. Sent by God, carrying his name to what? Take the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ into your world. And I believe the potency of that message, it comes from a proximity that you've had. And it changes everything. It changes everything. That the people that you meet with every single day can be arrested by that light. Can overcome challenges by the clarity that you give. And ultimately produce a faith in them that is so tangible that they turn from darkness and walk towards the light. It's powerful when we live with proximity. And I believe this year, 2020, I'm going to be harping on about it all year long. Proximity to Jesus. It's all that matters. You might have come in here today facing challenges financially. Can I just encourage you? God will help you with that. The most important thing is proximity to Jesus. You might have come in here today struggling with physical illness. We can pray and believe for healing, but the most important thing is proximity to Jesus. You might have walked in here today and you don't have a faith. You don't have a belief in anything. John 14 and verse 6, I talked about it last week. The most important thing you've got to understand about proximity is it comes through Jesus alone. Proximity is everything. When we're talking about God, would you stand with me? Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it? We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed. I hope you enjoyed that message. I would love for you to also to check out my brand new leadership podcast, Leadership with Matt McClory. You can find it on iTunes and Spotify. I would love for you to go and subscribe to that podcast and really get some more in-depth teaching on leadership. I believe we're all called to lead in some area of life. God has called all of us to do something with our lives and so therefore we can grow in the area of leadership. I would love for you to check it out. God bless you.